0: Now joining the show, man! I'm excited to have this guy on the show. We have Sean Guzman or How do you how do you say? It? You always say it differently differently than the world says. How do you say it? Uh, uh, it it just depends who I'm talking to. But my name is Sean Guzman. Guzman. Sean Guzman. Let's go, Sean Guzman. Anyway, I was gonna call you Sean to the, the show. Anyway, Sean, dude, <laughs> what's up, man? Glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, man. I've been a big fan for a long time. Dude, I've always been a fan of yours like, since the beginning, man. So I'm glad that we got you on. Dude, and shout out to Callie, uh, your fiance, because Callie and I cheered together in college. One of my favorite people that ever cheered together in college. And it's cool to see. It's really cool to see her still in the industry doing big things, right? And like, quick story. No, I got to save this story for when Callie is on on the pod. <laughs> so I'm going to save this story for later. But shout out to Callie, uh, mate your fiance. Yeah, man, so tell the people who don't know you, about you, who you are, the different hats you wear in the industry?
1: Well, like you said, Callie Seitzer, that is my fiancé, that is my better half. Uh, But before I met her, my story starts back in 1999, is when I started with Top Gun All Stars, pretty much never left. i have just grown up in the program. I'm going on my 25th year with them. Uh, I started as an athlete. I was on our large code team for many years on our international team uh, I coached teams for many years our Lady jags our six six and our code four primarily were the last teams I had coached for a good amount of time 2017 I took over the tumbling program uh, we, we had a tumbling program it just wasn't anything not that anything nothing special it was just it was there was no one heading it because you know the owners had so many different things t- to handle. You know, I saw kind of an avenue and a niche in the gym and I'm like, hey, let me take this over. I think this is something I can I can put under my belt. So 2017, I took an over the w program and I never looked back. So I've been doing that uh, since then. And I've been lucky enough to be able to do camps, clinics, conferences, coaches, trainings around the United States and around the world. I've gotten to work with some great uh, companies doing performance judging. Yeah, I try to do as much as I can in the industry.
0: <laughs> there we go. Love it, man. Dude, what I love about, and real quick, if you guys do not follow Sean on Instagram, you have to. Top gun underscore tumbling underscore coach. And what I really like about your Instagram, you know, most coaches will go, they'll post their drills or whatever, but you, you know, you'll post a drill or you'll just post like a picture and then you'll have a super long description. Like, and you'll just make a little blog post out of whatever and just talk about you know inefficiencies that you see in the industry or things that we need to focus on in tumbling so if you're a tumbling coach or just a coach in general just trying to you know increase your knowledge Sean has a really good page that just talks again more than just the drills that you post but you just post again like you'll just post explanations so super excited to have you on to verbally discuss some of these things so we got F through J you ready to get started man let's get started all right here we go F so in the industry, obviously, the industry is super focused on back tumbling and front tumbling and, you know, is just a is on the back burner. So we're going to throw we're going to do a little we're going to switch it up a little bit. We've got F. So F is for forward. Talk to us about going forward, man.
1: Man, you are touching on my heartstrings, um, especially now with the way the industry is evolving forward is because of score sheets. Of course, forward tumbling is being recognized a lot more than I think it has been. In the past, I am a huge advocate for mastering forward momentum. And it kind of started when Top Gun and what used to be known as Ohio Extreme joined forces and it became Top Gun Ohio, which, you know, I have to thank actually Jimbo for kind of turning me on to this, but I'm a huge advocate for mastering forward momentum, like I said. So handstands first, front limbers, front walkovers, front handsprings, and then roundoffs. And people always ask me, well, they're like, why would you do that? Or, why is that your ideal progression you know think about what every skill that we do in tumbling usually starts as it usually starts as a forward momentum skill like a round off into a back handspring and then into you know a tuck layout full double right so if you get really good at going forward like a front handspring automatically the round off should get better which makes everything else after that gets better most of the time as cheerleading coaches or as athletes they walk into the gym usually they learn four rolls handstands and then the next thing they learn is a cartwheel so what's happened is i haven't mastered forward momentum forward length and forward stretch yet so now i've learned a handstand and now i'm shorting myself for a cartwheel. And that's usually where most problems start. You know, when you talk to an athlete about their tumbling pass, you're like, you need to extend your lunge, extend your hurdle, get your hands further. Well, if I would have mastered forward, like for handstands first, I almost would never have to worry about going backwards. So you come back home to our gym, I warm up every single one of my kids in every single class with forward first, handstands, limbers, uh, walkovers, and then for handstands if they apply. So forward momentum first is my biggest thing.
0: Absolutely love that. I, I, you know I, you know what I really love about doing these um calls, especially this A to Z, is I get to learn so much as a coach as well and that makes perfect sense to master the forward before you even get into the the cartwheel and the roundup that that makes perfect sense now that you explain it like that um and coincidentally shout out to jimbo uh the last time we did a to z we had jimbo and jimbo actually had the same set of uh he had f through j as well so you know kindred spirits here we go shout out to jimbo all right man let's move on to g for glute activation so talk to me about the glutes talk to me about how to activate them and you know why they're important in tumbling well
1: uh i don't think people realize well, maybe they do that your glutes are pretty much your athletic muscle uh, so not only when it comes to tumbling but any sort of athletics that's usually where your power base is concentrated where, where you're going to have most of the muscular activation coming from for, for athletics are going to come from your glutes uh and especially when it comes to our discipline pretty much all rotation comes from the glutes forward or backwards and i don't think people realize how important it is not only for them to be strong but them to be able to be woken up and activated you know if you're going forward like a front walk over a front hand handspring, round off front layouts anything squeezing your glutes drives your heels over your head or puts you in a straight line if you're going backwards squeezing your glutes drives your toes over your head so think tuck layout fulls handsprings, anything going backwards so Your glutes are pretty much your rotational uh, power point. That's where all rotation comes from. So not only do they need to be strong enough for them to create that rotation, but also they need to be active in order to be woken up to get going. So I like to do a lot of glute activation for warm up to wake up the muscles. So when we start to go into rotation, they're ready to go. So, you know, prone leg raises where you're laying on your belly and lifting heels off the ground. Needle kicks are, are a great one to drive the heels up, but pretty much. Anything to activate the glutes. We'll do a lot of like band work, monster walk, lateral walks with the bands, like you would kind of do for almost like physical therapy. But yeah, glute activation is something that's extremely underlooked as a warm up and also extremely underlooked when it comes to uh, a rotational sense as to why rotations have issues.
0: Dude, makes perfect sense. Killing it. There we go. Monster walks, prone leg kicks, the needle kicks. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Get those glutes warmed up activated controls the uh the what you say the power what you say the the power source of our rotation I call it like the power center technically
1: it's yeah. not where 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 power is located I mean I guess you can say in in a sense it is but if you look at the hips you can tell if someone's going to be explosive and is going to be able to push out that power just by looking at that that that's that base center I mean if you're familiar with Football players or soccer players that, you know, you look at their their lower half, they got a thick lower frame that's coming from all that conditioning, all that activation of the glutes, and, you know, they tend to be some of the most explosive athletes, so really focusing on the glutes for activation for rotation for stability uh, for anything athletic it's usually going to be where you want to start when it comes to you know any of the named above
0: there we go love it all right man let's move on to h for handstands and this kind of goes back into that forward momentum uh training so let's talk, let's talk about the handstand a little bit coaches and owners as choreography ends and comp season is around the corner running your first full out is coming up soon and if you're like most coaches you just hit play and pray but luckily for you i have a preparing for full outs system a step-by-step week-by-week system that will get your team ready to start throwing full out routines join me september 23rd and set your team up for success heading into the comp season link in the show notes to sign up today
1: man handstands we should have left for cali because that's she's like the queen of handstands I'll try, I'll try my best. So, I mean, I need—I don't need to say much about handstands. It's pretty much in every single skill that you're going to do. I even talk about, to my level one athletes, your forward rolls, the way you start before you put your hands down, your backward rolls, the way you start. It's its in everything we do. And I think now more than ever in cheerleading, because I think people understand, you know, why handstands are important in tumbling. But in cheerleading in general, you think of handstand positioning. That's the way you hold a stunt over your head. And now with uh, hand-to-hand being so prevalent, that's the way you hold someone else over your head when they're in a handstand. So you, you see handstands being such a major part of our sport, even to the point that handstand canes, for instance, are being introduced. As part of a training tool, when Kat and I first got together and we started talking cheer and talking, you know, the development and progression of the sport, she used to talk about how handstand canes was something that she used all the time. You know, her dad would make her a set of little handstand canes with some, you know, pipes and things like that. So we started to even make them because we realized, man, they're they're such an underlooked part of the sport, handstand. And training handstands as a completely separate entity, not just as a progressional skill. So we started making hay Saint Canes, which are kind of like the acro ones with wood blocks and, you know, metal poles and the wooden bases. Mm-hmm. So we made a few and then to the point that Victor was like, hey, can you make a, a good amount? I was like, how many? He's like, 11 of them. I'm like, done. So in our one-bedroom apartment at the time, we like sanded these wooden blocks, you know, got all the pieces from Home Depot and we made 11 handstand canes. And, you know, handstands pretty much from the start of that season to the end when they were training hand-in-hands, our large COVID team, from the beginning of the season to the end, it was the first year that they did hand-in-hands, progressively got better. And by world, they were like solid as a rock, you know? So <laughs> handstand just being such an intricate part of Tumbling, but now truly in general, and I think it's it's becoming even more mainstream handstand training solely. You know, I think Hansen's as a whole has always been important in tumbling, right? But handstand training as an individual discipline has gotten so much bigger. And now, you know, tumble track has come out with handstand canes. You know, you see handstand canes being in gyms as part of training, you know, throughout the industry. So, you know, need I say more about handstands? I think so. And I'll leave I... a little bit for someone else to talk about
0: handstands later. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: all right you really can't you know you you can't say enough about handstands you can keep talking over and over again why they're important alignment stability flexibility control i can go night and day about these things but you know once you start doing them and once you start in introducing them as part of a, a full discipline and a full aspect not just a progressional uh, sense speaking, you're gonna see, you know, the differences in alignment and all that other stuff that we was talking about.
0: Yeah. Okay. Nope. I'm gonna ask the question. I thought about asking it. I was like, now, to move on. Nope. We're gonna ask it. So, what do you look for? Not in the actual handstand, but what do you look for that lets you say, okay, this athlete has a proficient handstand. Like, what are those like key checkpoints you're looking for?
1: First thing is gonna be upper body alignment. So, thoracic mobility and shoulder flexibility. I don't think people realize how important it is to get the arms in the right alignment and how to do that and what are things to look for. So if I'm looking at, you know, shoulder flexibility and thoracic mobility, that's usually going to lead me to believe that the athlete's going to be able to maintain a nice alignment from palm all the way to almost the hip line. Because if I have great thoracic fl- flexibility and mobility, then I no longer need to stick my head out, arch in order to maintain that balance. So I'm going to be able to have perfect alignment uh, from, you know, palm to hip. As long as I have really good glute engagement and a really proficient attention to squeezing the legs and inner thigh strength to keep the tight alignment, I'm going to be able to get that straight line that I'm looking for. I tend to always look for that thoracic and uh, mobility and shorter flexibility to see if there's going to be great alignment.
0: Go. Heard it here first. All right, guys, uh, let's move right along to I for injury prevention. So talk to us about, you know, preventing injuries, some drills, some warm ups and just maybe the mindset or anything you want to go with this letter.
1: Injury prevention, I believe, has a lot less to do with what exercise I'm doing, what warm up I'm doing, but more so what was my progressions at the start? Did I focus on strength? flexibility, stability, and the progressions in the right way before I even got to the point that I needed to implement, you know, injury prevention exercises or conditioning. Injury prevention starts at day one. And I think we always looked at the band-aids and how to fix things later versus how do I stop myself from even getting there. And I think injury prevention starts at what I do with athletes on day one and how I set them up for success in their journey from the start so focusing on what I, not what I call, but what I've learned the term general physical preparedness. It's more of a fitness industry term, but if I can be generally physically prepared to be do everything, then I'm not going to my, put myself in the, uh, the avenue of danger. Because I am so flexible, because I'm so mobile, because I am so explosive, the body's more ready to do the techniques and the skills that are being asked of. So I need to be more aware of day one, base layer before I even throw in techniques and I think once that's set then you're gonna have a lot less of an injury rate later on but the industry as a whole we're looking more for daily things that we can implement because we're not getting athletes on day one most of us are getting athletes with some sort of background whether it's Very small amount, or whether it's something we're getting athletes have some basic knowledge of what a cartwheel is or what a handstand is. So we have to implement these injury prevention exercises. It's not just what I do, but it's more often how I do it. So implementing a lot of band work, and I mentioned band work earlier. So a lot of band work for the glutes and. Uh, the hips, because once those are strong, you're going to lower your risk for knee and ankle injuries. Lots of band work for ankles. So, you know, doing like the ABCs with those TheraBands, you'll see a lot of pitchers in, in, in baseball, let's say, doing band work for their shoulders to prevent injury and overuse of the shoulders. For like pitchers, let's say that's something that we can use for our tumblers and for our stunters, especially our co stunters. Lots of smaller muscle groups, lots of ankle stability uh, lots of wrist strength whether we're doing plank holds on our fists whether we're doing lots of hiss and holds to get the the wrist stronger the little things that we tend to not do that we tend to overlook we see them as almost physical therapy exercises and rehab exercises we want to stop thinking of those exercises as rehab and think of as like prehab injury prevention and putting those in every single day if you see our large code team every single day at practice they're doing these small little injury prevention exercises tuesdays thursdays and then on their weekend practices that's where injury prevention comes from day one at the start and then the little things you do every single day
0: throughout your training career Absolutely love it. And did I just hear an invite for me to come to TGLC's practice? Is that what I heard?
1: You are more than welcome to my friend. And I'm sure Coach Victor would love to have you at the gym any day.
0: There you go. You heard it here first, guys. You heard them. You y'all heard it. We got it. We got, it. We got it recorded. It's on wax. <laughs> we got... right. Come on, buddy. Hey. I mean,
1: come on. You 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 listen, you guys are like two peas in a pod with all the books that you guys always mention and all the things that you guys have in line, so I'm sure you know, you come over and check out a practice. You guys not have a lot, a lot in common.
0: That'd be cool, man. That actually, that'd actually be really cool. You know, it'd be really cool to walk in and just see everything, see how the, see how the sausage is made, man. Dude, that's really cool, man. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I ever make it out to the three o five. Let's go.
1: We are controlled chaos, my friend. You know, we are madness in that place. It's it's a packed house every single day. Our kids can come in whenever they want to train, and it is the hottest gym in America. So get ready for for some madness.
0: Yeah, man, that's cool. That's really cool. All right, here we go. Let's wrap this thing up. We got the letter J. So talk to us about jumping versus punching. What's the difference? What skills jump? What skills punch? And, you know, what light bulbs do I need to make go off? Make a light bulb go off in the coach's head right now about these two things.
1: All right, well, let's see. I guess, I mean, first of all, jumping and punching, that should have been, you know, another one of Callie's. Letters because punching is her thing, but I'll try to do do her some justice over here. We want to think jumping as being in contact with the surface before initiating, or you want to think about using the surface with no outside power momentum to be able to deliver a jump. Punching, you want to think more about coming in contact with the performance surface before initiating the movement. So I like to think of it as think about pressing a spring down and then letting it go versus throwing a basketball down to the floor you know if i press a spring down i need the floor to be there in order to help create that pop a basketball i just need to throw it to the surface whether it's a ground or a wall for it to have a rebounding effect so think of jumping as starting on the surface and then punching as coming in contact with the surface right before initiating so the thing about jumping to that people don't realize is it doesn't happen before it doesn't happen after it happened as i make contact kind of like with blocking so we have to make the, dif- the, the the difference of jumping as starting on the surface versus punching as coming in contact with the surface while initiating and you want to think of jumping as a standing tuck right a standing full let's think of punching as you know runoff right off back answering into a back tuck with an immediate you know activation of the punching mechanism and if you start thinking as, you know, being in contact with the surface first prior to coming in contact, it's an easier way to make to make that distinction.
0: Yeah. And real quick, can I say this about jumping versus punching? I asked the group chat not too long ago. I said, hey, someone send me the perfect whip. What's a perfect whip look like? Everyone sending their videos. I would like to say as the member, as, as the outside looker in this group chat, you sent me the best whip video. That one is the one I show the kids all of the time. When I'm talking about whip shapes, I'm like, "God, this is a whip! That was the most perfect." I was I was floored how perfect that thing was. It was perfection. So that's the one I use with the kids all the time. So thank you, Sean, for that perfect whip. Um, everyone else, you guys lost, but you were the first. Uh,
1: well, shout out, shout out, shout out to Renaya. Uh, she's one of uh, our members on our tglc team she'd been with our program for a number of years six seven years something like that and you know to give a little bit of context is can't show the video on this but if you want to go to my instagram you can check it out uh she does a one to whip double it was on a tumble track so i will probably say she was on a tumble track um but yeah man she she killed it her timing of her of her punches and of her initiation of the skills and her holding and the positions. She's she's a stellar one man. She's a good kid and, you know, that whip, talking a little bit about whips and, you know, the punch, a lot of punching just goes back to timing and shape. And I don't think people realize that the timing of when you punch and the shape of which you punch in is gonna affect a lot. So, you know, not only focusing on the timing of the punch, but in the shape in which you do it. Plays a different,
0: plays a big one. Yeah, but thank you. We appreciate the shout out. You know, you really have you. You really have, that one video specifically has like really helped us out. So thanks for that, Sean. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we let you go? Uh, no, sir.
1: Just something that I, if I can stress enough to you know athletes and coaches, you know, and even parents because. I have a number of parents at my gym that listen to your show, so I really appreciate, one, the info that you're putting out, Jason, too, in the context in what you're putting out. Because I think something that we don't realize is that, you know, we always talk about the crazy cheer parent, or the crazy cheer mom. I don't think it's that. I think it's just a lack of knowledge. And people are scared or people freak out when they don't understand something. And that tends to be what we deal with as parents and, you know, moms that just don't understand that want more information. And we put that in the jar of crazy rather than just not knowing. And you're doing a great job of getting the education to the parents more so than anybody. So, and I think that's really helping these parents understand what it is that we're trying to develop and what we're going through as coaches. So if I can say anything, it's to really take your time when it comes to proper progression, general physical preparedness. So how flexible and strong they are Uh, how explosive they are because I don't think we realize that 99 out of 100 times the things that we're talking about in our sport are not technical issues. They're mechanical issues or conditioning, flexibility, strength, explosiveness. So if we can focus more on those things and really dial in, you know, the athlete's physical readiness to do these skills we're going to be helping ourselves a lot longer in the future you know take an athlete two three years just really nailed that down and i promise you're you going to cut that learning curve later when it comes to skills or technique
0: dude absolutely love that you crushed that that was fantastic there we go all right sean um before we let you go How can the people, if they want to stay in contact with you, they want to reach out to you for a camp or a clinic, or they just want to follow your journey online, where can they reach you at, you know, socials, if an email you want to throw out, anything you want to throw out or plug right now, go ahead and do so. So you
1: have uh, Top Gun Something Coach on Instagram. Uh, You can also catch me on Sean at TopGunCheeringDance.com. You can also email uh, Miami. Uh, all the info is on the website, uh, com. I think. Mm-hmm. Might want to double-check that. Um, I also have a company that is kind of in the works and is going to be uh, be promoted a little bit more. It is in Spirit Industries. Uh, it is a little play off of my fiancé's Inspire. So you have InSpirit Industries. So you can get me on InSpiritIndustriesLLC at gmail.com so you can be able to look out for more of my uh, social media for that uh, coming out soon. You can catch me on Inspire Cheer Camps, which is uh, Miss Callie's company, which I help and do some work for as well. And then there is going to be something coming out in the works. So just stay on my social medias and, you know, stay in the cheer realm and you'll kind of see what's going on
0: There we go. All right, man. Dude, Sean, we appreciate you coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime, man.
1: Thank you, sir. And again, Jason, thank you for having me. And I don't think people tell you enough. Really appreciate what you're doing, not only for us as coaches, you know, as athletes, but as an industry in general, I think you know you're shining a light on the real aspect of our sport, which most people don't get to see, which is the athleticism behind it, the mental aspect of it, the, the community, the the whole athleticism and everything involved in what it takes to be an actual
0: cheerleader or coach or gym owner or things like that. So really appreciate, Jason. I really appreciate that, man. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.